This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floor shop creating unique custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations, on Instagram and on Facebook. Last but not least, Pancake Studios, cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, Look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And welcome back to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. If anyone has clicked onto this episode, they realize that uh, this is going to be a chock full one. Um, and uh, the beginning part here is going to be a bit of a downer. Uh, anyone who's paid attention to the uh, world of uh, the fanboy hype industrial complex that we live in now knows that. Uh, there was a rather large loss in the world of uh, people who cover all this stuff and fans. Uh, Collider videos, uh, John Schnepp passed away after a uh, massive stroke. Um, anyone who is into this world knows who he is, knows who he was. Who was he, Ed? He was king. Long live the king. King of the Sweaties. Absolutely. That's what he was. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily a downer. It's also a celebration of his life as well. And this is the, that's exactly what happened in um, and this past weekend uh, was San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con yeah, yeah. Out, out west. And uh, from what I gathered from the guys at Collider, you know, and many others who felt like they were a part of a family, they got together and they celebrated the life of Jonathan D. Schnepp. Um, John Schnepp, who passed away on the 19th of July, uh, that's, a little, that's about a um, little bit more than a week from now. Um, I, I don't know him personally. You don't know him personally. But yet we feel like he was the best of the stuff that we do, only better and greater. Uh, the thing about him is, is that, you know, without a doubt, um, uh, he, what he and John Campia... Uh, on, I always consider them very inspirational to, to us on, on this show, at least what I try and do. 
and on AMC uh, Movie uh, Talk, you know, Back starting at AMC Movie Talk and then moving over to Collider. And Schnepp was brought in by Campia as kind of a a, a comic book movie ringer guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Schnepp had a lot of experience in uh, film animation. Let's put it this way, Ed: he had been in film going back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he was an extra, <laughs> and can be seen oh, in the big oh. Chicago dancing scene. Um. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and um, he a lot of work. This is the thing I found out about his connection to stuff retroactively, because mm-hmm. he's you know when Campy brings him on to the the, the movie talk crew, um, and it's like oh we need a guy to I don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy guy is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I know a guy who'll be able to hook you up with that information, and that's sort of the beginning of their mm-hmm. relationship. But then you find out retroactively that this was a guy that had worked on Venture Brothers, that had worked on Metalocalypse, you know, that had worked on the Black Panther uh, BET series. And of course, like uh, very notably um, that a lot of sweaties like As us, he, him coining the, the, the term. Death of Superman, what happened? Death of Superman is, Lives, what happened, which was his big documentary that, you know, that, that he sort of brought to life in a whole cloth because it was the sort of thing where that. he was fascinated by the death of Tim Burton's Superman movie that was going to star Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, this all of his work that he had done on uh, on Collider. And, you know, I don't think there's anything we can say that is going to be any better than what the Collider crew has done uh, and, and talking about him, being tribute to him. I mean, they are a mess over there. They are. They're, they are. And deservedly <laughs> so, because as I told you... Um, that was a, that's a very intimate crew. You know, they, they're, it's not like, oh, so-and-so is off in another office and this guy's uptown. And they're, they, it's a, practically a nine to five job where and that's something they, I five days a week like, and they're, they're, they, 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 you get in the office in the morning, you do the show prep, you do the show. But then even after that, it's still, well, we got to cover this movie or we got to watch this show. They're doing that together. And then, of course, what do you do after you watch a movie with your buddies? More bonding time. Let's, hey, let's get a drink. Let's mm-hmm. get something to eat and then do it all again. So in a very short period of time, really about like four years or so, you, I can see how you could make these very intense connections. And it's showing in their, uh, in their morning for, for him. Well, I was watching and I told you um, this is really late at night. Uh, John Campia, uh, who used to be with Collider, and he's out on his own mm-hmm. um, with his own YouTube channel. Uh, him and Schnepp go way back, uh, like we said, uh, with AMC Movie Talk. And this is from 2013 to 2015. Mm. That's not a lot of time. I mean, we're in 2018. That's five years ago. Yeah. You and I, we've known each other for almost two decades. John and I, we've known each other forever <laughs> because I partially raised you, you know? Two decades. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right? So, uh, but here are two guys, they started out in a closet. Right, you know? yeah. And John Campia goes on to say, you know, back in the day where there wasn't even internet We couldn't access. afford good Wi-Fi for this yeah, operation. Yeah, so he goes, and, uh, goes to Sprint. A modern-day a... media operation, <laughs> and they're like, we got to link up phones to, to make hotspots and stuff. But yeah. the, the and the idea is, I think uh, Amy Dowling um, of Collider says to know John is to love him, and he seemed like a guy. And it is a shame that you know you and I never really got to meet him. He seemed like the kind of guy who, um, if you did know him, he was that like a larger than life, literally. Yeah, he was a big a bear dude 
but you also know. and a big voice and yeah. a big personality. And John Campia says, you know, first time I met him, uh, you know, he's at um, the bar and introduces himself and he says, says, oh, oh uh, hey, listen, you know, I'm a, um, um, I'm a fan of your work and whatever. And so, so like, and he gives the devil horns and he's got the drink in one hand and he says, like, right on, bro. You know, something like that, you know. Because so. he, he, was, he was a big personality, but he also what I always admired about John Schnepp was he perfectly balanced his life as a someone who had been professionally in the trenches actually creating things mm, making yeah. cartoons writing films uh producing all over with his eclectic fandom you know of you know so many being obviously people known for comic books but he was also into science fiction he was a he was a music guy too you know what i mean you know well, he loved already, like the, he uh, loved hip hop he loved heavy metal i mean i'm looking at his um his 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 list of work here on, yeah on, it's and it's a wide breadth of th- of stuff venture brothers already that's that yeah, i mean really yeah co directed an episode right there you know, uh, like I said, Metalocalypse, which is a huge thing, mm-hmm. he, where he not only is sort of like you know shepherded that, but he even directed like their live stage tour when Metalocalypse like had a co-headlining thing with Mastodon. Mm. Um, it seems like he had a like uh, Upright Citizen Brigade, which is improv comedy. Yeah, he directed he the first there. episode of that, which of course you know all the people who have come out of. UCB over mm-hmm. the years, he has been involved with so many things. If you loved Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it just... But it's like day, day after day, because Monday to Friday, you and I, for the past... Yeah, three, four years. Yeah, four years. Four years, years like um, this. we were tuning in. Where's Collider? What are, and then a specifically... Heroes, Collider, Heroes. His specialty, which is Heroes. He brought that real passion for superheroes and what could be done and exposing people to just, just all aspects, you know, up and down. And then... Me personally, and I think you personally also is the fact that, you know, Schnepp was a little older than us, mm. but he came from that very classic, you know, not rebooted every three years <laughs> take on Marvel and DC characters. Well, even though he might have been opi- opinionated, he was very rational, which is something that, um, yes, very, that's what I mean. Him balancing, mm-hmm. I'm a creator and I know the issues with creating anything. Yeah. But I'm also a fan, and I'm also going to express the fan side. He balanced that out just so perfectly. I don't think there's honestly anything you and I can say that will top what's happening on Collider. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest anyone, if you really want to, you know, if you're a fan and you haven't watched it yet, or if you don't know John Snap, you know, look at the effect his loss is having on the people, not just his close you know, obviously his fiance and his family who are dealing with financial issues, by the mm-hmm. way, and you should, anyone who loved John look into trying and helping them out because uh, he actually has a lot of medical bills that are now on their backs. But look at what Collider did and their reaction and the love and the, and the outpouring. It honestly, Ed, you, you, you came to my dad's funeral in 2014 and you saw like we, we St. Michael's church on fourth Avenue in Brooklyn. Like we, we filled up like half of those pews in that church, the one whole side that was just like family and friends. And when my father passed, people came afterwards to me, many of whom I had no idea, never met them saying stuff like, I loved your father. 
uh, if it wasn't for your father, I wouldn't have a roof mm-hmm. over my head or I wouldn't have the job I have now or when no one else would help me, you know, that's flabbergasting me. I had no, I'd like really had no clue. And that was the testimony of his life mm-hmm. at that moment. He was no longer there, but he, the ripples were still around. And you can tell when someone has that effect, when they're loved, the ripples, are, he's gone and you tune into Collider and you see them reminiscing about him. Mm-hmm. And it's all very honest and it's very raw and you can tell it, they, they, they mean it. And well, he, 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 he meant in a very short period, in a very short and intense period of time, he came to be, as you said, the king of the sweaties, the, 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 this very visible, very outspoken, charismatic and fun presence within the world of fanboy hype. And, you know, John Campy said it best. He was the prince of Comic-Con. <laughs> you know, this was his kingdom going on there, yeah. c- coining the term that, you know, before few didn't really exist, sweaties, to say everyone goes to these cons and this year you're just swe- you're sweating because you're in there and you're sweating because you're excited and, you know, it's like... You were the one who pointed out, and you sent me the image, Henry Cavill, even on his Twitter... Yes, Superman himself. You know, and I'm trusting that it's Henry that's yeah, Superman so it's himself, Henry. It was, yeah, right? yeah. who actually puts out a, a, a tribute to John Schnepp on, on, on Twitter... And showing uh, that he his visibility was enough to rise mm. to a certain level where it's like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to assume bad intentions on Cavill's part. But you can't tell me that there aren't probably a, a bunch of people within the world of making these films who don't think we probably should make some effort to show that, yes, this we, we, we recognize what he was in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. He 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 was the best as you say, the best of us, the sort of like people who are passionate about this material, who know how fun it is, who know and very intelligent. How deep, yeah, very how deep it could be, you know, that it doesn't necessarily have to be like it. That, yeah, he, you know, I disagreed with John on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, he loved the, he loved a lot of the CW shows. Dude, and you, we have no yeah. we have no love <laughs> for them here whatsoever. Like, oh, what's John going on about? Like John, uh, oh know, man, like, I loved it uh, all. Legend, I saw the crossover. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends, awesome. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. You know what I mean? I disagreed with John on a lot of subjects, but I I never disagreed with his style mm. or to the point where I thought he was stupid. It's like I was like, yeah, I get where why he likes the stuff the way the way he likes it, um, and I agreed with him on a lot of stuff uh, too, um, you know. I just wanted to take this time out and, you know, to the point where honestly, even Ed, you know, that when we do, uh, we have to cover on the show, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of death sometimes. Yeah. Um, we're getting to, cause Especially we're, we're in an age group where the people that we grew up with are starting to pass. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately I always like the show to be upbeat, but we have to, you know, it's like week in, week out, sometimes month in, month out. There's someone who's passed who's really important to the world mm-hmm. of, you know, either superheroes or sci-fi or various pop culture things. And it's always the good ones too. <laughs> and yeah. And unfortunately, but you know, Schnepp did that on his show. He did it on heroes. He always made a point that when someone passed, he would bring attention to them. And that always inspired me when I do it on here. And I never thought I'd have to do it for Schnepp, but you know, um, to everyone out there, everyone listening, please give a thought, give prayers, Celebrate, uh, celebrate celebrate the life, life of John Snepp and so please a moment of silence for the king of the sweaties John Snepp
The king is dead. Long live the king. Indeed. All right. So, as mentioned, uh, it's San Diego Comic-Con past. And um, trailer explosions and yada, yada, yada. So much to, so much to get to. Uh, Ed has a list. So, um, let's, uh, let's celebrate as, as Schnepp would want us mm. by getting sweaty. Let's go about, get sweaty. About all the of the crap that, uh, that gave us here. Uh, 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 Jonathan Vergara, our producer here at Pancake Studios, as always, uh, just actually saw a, a, a chunk of trailers that, uh, that were making waves, uh, this weekend. And, uh, it'll uh, be to good. Be, to, to be continued a fanboy podcast. This is, this is how John would start off his show, but maybe we should. That's <laughs> not. Let's just go on with the way we do okay. our show. All right. All right. Uh, so. What uh, what's on the list? Well, Mr. let's Edward start Ray. with what we just because John, um, uh, who's wearing a flamingo shirt, yeah. um, we literally just showed him the Aquaman, Shazam, and Godzilla trailer. So let's let's so start, let's with, start Aquaman. With, Aquaman. Let's with Aquaman. Let's talk Aquaman. Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. made its big de- hey, debut. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see you finally got to see my uh, my trailer. This trailer is pretty crazy, huh, bro? Pretty crazy, bro. Aqua bro, as we like to call him. <laughs> um, this was this was a long time coming. Uh, not just that Aquaman gets his own film, but people were waiting for, you know, uh, people have been bothering director James Wan with, you know, when is this trailer going to come? When are we going to get something? And they brought it out. It's like a, it's like a three minute trailer, right? Uh, more like a three minute, um, promotional, let's throw everything at you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's get, let's get the virgin in the group here out first. Cause I know he hates it when I, 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 I call him for the first time to give his opinion but i gotta since he's since it's fresh i'd like to get your your take on on the on the aquaman trailer after having seen him in you know batman v superman seen him in in justice league and now here's his here's his solo trailer what uh what was your take jim hansu's in this one too i'm sorry go on (laughs) so so john what did you uh what, what was your take on on the aquaman trailer first viewing you know ed mentioned something uh very true it kind of gave you the whole movie in the in the one minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw him as an infant. You saw him as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You saw him like fall in love. You see, you, they they tell you mother that his, father. Yeah, they tell yeah the mother father half light man, uh, lighthouse man, and half <laughs> mermaid. <laughs> and uh, and then I like how John and, has put <laughs> lighthouse keeper into like a separate species. Yeah, yeah. Well, lighthouse man and mermaid. You know. Well, Aquaman, Superman, lighthouse man. Lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> so I I feel like they gave you the whole entire movie in the preview. Um, uh, that could be a good or a bad thing, but I. What am I? What am I going to learn in the movie now? That's right. that's my question. <laughs> I they really do give you everything. I have to be. I'm going to grieve it. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to bring up the rear here on this. That's what she said. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, now let's go to uh, Edward, who's actually brought up and is watching it uh, 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 muted right now. Well, your take. Looks- your take on your take on on the trailer uh, after you know as you as you say, Edward Ng is a man who will proudly proclaim. Hook hand, hook hand, Peter David Aquaman. That's my jam. That is my jam. You know, with the with, with the with the harpoon hands. Yeah. That Star yeah. Lab, uh, that Star Laboratory had given to him. But um, which by the way, I like. Do you, uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I, I'm just wondering whether he's going to lose his hand. Tomorrow Morrison plays his dad. Right. Yeah. That's great casting. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Mira played by Amber uh, Heard. We got Nicole Kidman the, as the, the hair mother. looks kind of like. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that Patrick sort of Wilson is Orm. A lot of things visually that just doesn't that seems like as if they they have to just clean up on right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it does. It does look like th- th- that the the CG is going to need uh, a couple of more passes. Mm. It is f- what five six months until release. Yeah. Um. So I have no doubt, and this is the first look that it is going to be. But this is this is an effort, especially with not it's just a Christmas movie, not just this movie, but also some of the other trailers that came out at um at Comic Con. Um. This is Warner Brothers like really ditch effort to say, hey, you know what? Hey, you guys, don't you know? Listen, don't abandon ship. So, yes, so, yeah. Sorry about Justice League. This is what we got for you. So we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna, going Marvel with this. Black Manta. Yes, I will. Yeah. Black Manta. Yaya Mateen. Um, looking at, I think it looks great. Um, I see. I think some of the seahorses and some of the visual effects here of Black Manta using his uh, the the eye the, the the eye beams from that helmet, the the Star Wars ness, yeah, you know, of the of the of the sea dinosaurs like fighting. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got the, the promotion of suicide at the end. Dude, <laughs> okay, I, all right, all, all right. right. Uh, you have, you have no any, parachute. you have any other, uh, any, any other things um, that you want to? I, I, if if the movie's gonna look like this, I'm a little concerned. But I know that because we're five five months yeah. away. You know, I know that I'm James Wan. I I believe that he's going to. What what in up. it? Okay, let me let me go around now. Now, John, what, what in the movie do you think you're gonna learn? Well, okay. Yeah. Let me let me ask you, John. What did you, uh, give, me, gonna win. give me your number one? Give me your number one thing that you liked, and the number one thing that you disliked in in the trailer. It looks like there's a lot of action and, and, and adventure going on, mm-hmm. which is cool. A little coming of age is going on, uh, so that's cool. But dislike is you're saying is is that why show so much? Yeah, I I, I don't know what I'm gonna learn in the movie. Okay, like, I really right. don't know. Uh, Edward, your uh, the what you liked, the, what you liked the most, what you kind of like. Strictly dislike. about the trailer, I like that they gave they're, that they're giving us a their a whole world mm. and their world building here. Um, but the cons also are they're giving you the whole world <laughs> because it's just a trailer, right? right. I mean, they're really trailers are designed are supposed to be. To just give Wet you a the taste. appetite, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. A, t- a taste of it. But instead, they gave you just... the whole plot. They gave you everything. Yeah, you know, especially when it's like you know, like everything I loved, and he looks over to Mira. You know, um, and we and know where this is going. Yeah, we know where this is going because they, yeah. they here they they try to present they, even from from Justice League. Okay, there's sort of some tension between Mira. Right. And, yeah. They and, know and each Arthur. other. There's. They have some kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So which we're is not. It? You, you know. We're not... I mean, you guys lovers. You guys like. You know. It's, <laughs> what's that going to be? All right. About? Let me give you my 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 deal with with uh, with this. Okay. Um, you're both. You guys are spot on. Okay. You guys are spot on. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Um, without a doubt, he does look fun. <laughs> he does. Uh, pause that. Pause that. Pause that. All right. They. They should cast him in the next Passion of the Christ. Okay. All right. All right. Water. Water. Christ. Got it. Mm. All right. Holy so, water. Like Christ. That. <laughs> all right. So you guys hit a lot of the same things that I'm going to say here, uh, but let me just expand on. Number one, this does feel very much like Warner Brothers is saying, "Geez, we got to win. We got to get the audience back. We got to marvel this up." Um. And yeah, th- I'll get into that a little later. That that they're 
Looks um, like it's going to be nothing but I jokes. Liked, I liked... How do you feel about knowing you're going to see this movie and it's going to be a joke every minute? I'm gonna get, let me let you me know get, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna get let me get into it. Let me get into it, okay? So there is a sense that the film this trailer was a little flop sweaty for me. It's it is really it's like let's show you everything that we got. Let's it feels very focus group oriented like focus group tested. Like, yeah. like, oh, it's got to have everything. It's got to have the jokes. We got to show the epic thing. We got to show all the relationship stuff. I got to do it. So it had that sort of like, please like me, please like me, please like me, which mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily worked. Now, the content I wasn't unhappy with. Um, the world does look great. The production design mm-hmm. looks good. Uh, yes, the CG is going to need some. Uh, you know, there's more refining, and that's gonna happen. I have no doubt. James Wan is a kind of perfectionist yeah, because they're going director. into Gungan City. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, but that's what I'm saying. You know what that is? Yes, Gun Lun. It, it no. is it, it, Star Wars. No, you know, you know. But um, and that's fine. That's exactly exactly what I want from an Aquaman movie. I expected it to be that sequence from you know Phantom Menace. Uh, and it does seem to have a lot of action, but yeah, they it. I felt it was not a confident trailer. It was a please like me trailer, and it does feel very much like well, people wanted to be Marvel. People wanted, to, to, you know. I have no doubt that a bunch of reshoots probably included a lot of one-liners and a lot of quips. And there's also, I don't know. I liked I like Momoa, but there were also some parts of stuff that I think are more important than the special effects that gave me Amber Heard's line readings felt off I don't know and I, you know how much you and I and we love us some Mera Mera yeah. is an awesome character For the right, I think Amber is a I think she's she can she can deliver it you know if you give her the right material you know um, um, but yeah and again it's the from here to now I hope James Wan really like tightens the tightens everything tightens up, everything yeah, because that's that's kind of what it is. Now again, the, the what was shown, some of it was really breathtaking. The leaping off of the boat with all the trenchers, the underwater sequence. That Ed, I mean, I know you said you know you you didn't quite like the CG with the eye beams coming off from Manta, but Manta looks amazing. He does look amazing. He looks great, and there's a there's something that shouldn't work in live action, mm-hmm. but they got whoa, the suit down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah Dolph Lundgren is uh, one of the yeah yeah it's a big it's a big cast. What is he doing here? He's, he's a he's years. another king. Um, one of the things apparently is, is that Atlantis is not just one kingdom. It is a it is sort of a nation divided well, of Earth, multi, Earth, multiple Earth kingdoms. Has more water than land. Right, so right. That's the whole idea. Yeah. So like, you have I, you, unite you, the seven kingdoms. Unite, you, unite you, the seven. Did you see or at least that, that there was seven like seas, a there was like yeah, this green skinned sort of mermaid type king he's the fisherman king apparently there's a group of them that that are more mutated you have uh, uh, King Nearest and that's Dolph Lundgren's character you have a character that's going to be called the Brine King who's apparently like more of like a crab type person you have the Trencher so they're really going to show you the the world and that's what I did like that it showed that what the movie's going to be whenever I talk about Aquaman I always try and say sell people it's like no no he's not the super friends guy it's a whole sprawling Mm. fantasy environment that so much could be done with and it looks like they're doing it but the construction of the trailer itself as a trailer forgetting the content just how it was cut and everything else 
it's ingratiating. It's, it's too like, ingratiating. Yeah. It's trying. Well, too even hard. the concept alone, it's like, yeah, what was some of the best things that come out of Justice League, right? Because people loved not, Aquaman, right? People loved you know, his and, attitude. And so, or and already the, the the I can I I can perceive that the WB guys were like, okay, we're gonna greenlight that right away. Yeah, and you know, Wonder Woman's already in work. Well, there was already, already I think, they, they, it, not just Greenlee, it was already even just before Justice League was, I think it was filming. Yeah, but like but in a perfect world, Miguel, like at least in my, in, in, like from my headcanon, okay. the ba- Bad Affleck would have happened already, you know? Okay. And also Man of Steel 2 would have been, si- okay. been signed already. Right, well. But instead we're, not that, again, I'm not crapping on this. This is, this is awesome stuff, but... This is like we'll see. You know, we're gonna throw in some of the the C list. We're gonna develop the C list material. Well, and that's what Marvel's done. You know, there's you know they have to. You know, you got to walk before you can run. And you know, Marvel gave us the characters that had a certain amount of pop culture penetration. Um, that's you what know, she said. Shh, you just you just quoted quoted Iron Man. <laughs> but no, that you know that Iron Man and Thor and mm-hmm. Captain America were somewhat known quantities. Mm-hmm. Had had their own cartoons, yada yada yada. Yeah, words, so people, Spider-Man. you know, so yeah, they're going to give us Aquaman. They're giving us Wonder Woman. It'll be a little bit before they, you know, they go. I think they go back to the Suicide Squads, you know, lesser known characters. That okay? So um, you know, this movie's not going to do well down south, though. Why? They're going to be like, "Where's the Hitler Youth Aquaman? Where's the blonde <sighs> hair, blue eyed?" Maybe I don't know, man. Um, we'll, very, we'll, you know, very progressive of DC to go with the stoner mixed race. Whoa, whoa. Are we pitching the monkey wrench? No, <laughs> is that what we're pitching? No, I'm just being real. He, uh, uh, he, John does have a point though, because the classic the Aquaman is, grow up is a blonde-haired, blonde blue, blue-eyed blue, Aryan yeah. youth Aquaman, and here, here we've got someone who is definitely a person of color, Stoner Tan Man. Yeah, Stoner Tan Man. That's I'm going to be surfing on two seahorses. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but uh, that's my that I think is Make my take on the Aquaman uh, trailer. Uh, moving on to the next one, Ed was Shazam. Say my name. Another J- J- Jaiman Hansu uh, production. Name, yeah, another Jaiman Hansu um, production. Yeah, where he plays the the, the, the yeah Jaiman Hansu. If wizard. anyone doesn't know, um, uh, you know, an actor who has been the voice of Black Panther in the Black Panther cartoon, which was done by John mm-hmm. Snap, but he's also the one I, he was of the in, alien guys in Guardians the of the Pursuer Galaxy. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, is apparently the Fisherman King in Aquaman, yeah. and yeah. is now the Wizard. And I don't know where he's got his comic book pass from, <laughs> but suddenly say everything's coming up, Jimon. I mean, I swear to God. Um, so let me start since I started with John. I'll start with you. Um, Shazam, uh, the erstwhile original Captain Marvel mm. from comic books, uh, the character who had uh, actually surp- surpassed Superman. In sales, when he was first introduced, Fawcett Comics, uh, Fawcett Comics, um, you know, Captain Marvel, you know, for copyright reasons, the, sh- the movie is being called Shazam, um, which begs a question: like, will he ever be called Captain Marvel here? I because I think that might still actually Freddie, be up in the Freddie air. Freeman, will he be called Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel Junior? Right, you know. Uh, well, I'll talk a little bit about talking to uh, our friend Pete, who gave me a little lowdown okay. on some stuff. But uh, your take on on the trailer of this character, very classic. This is a trailer. Okay, okay? yes. Because, uh, and you said, like, no, there are a lot of things we didn't see because there's only one shot of Savannah, Dr. Savannah, played by Mark One shot Strong. of flight would be flight, one right? Sh- one, yeah, one shot of flight. No, none of him, he's not busting through walls or throwing cars or, you know, we don't get to really see that. But Zach Levy 
sells a crap out of this. You yes. know, and he does he like because the whole idea with Shaz- with Captain Marvel Shazam, he's a boy right. inside the, the the body of a superhero. Um and also the mightiest mortal Earth's the, mightiest uh, mortal Earth's, yeah. Earth's mightiest mortal in, in the DC a, universe. A character to rival Superman in super strength, speed, and vulnerability. Right. And him doing that uh, dap dance or whatever the hell hell that dance is called, you know, um that's what a boy of this time should be doing, you yes. know, and and uh, um, using camcorders to do flight tests and stuff like that. This it already it's gotten to me, and it also seems like a very lighthearted, funny movie that I feel like I can take my son to. But even so, like I feel like I'm going to watch twice already. <laughs> um, now, concern. Uh, this seem like uh, there's a villain problem. I don't know, maybe because like Doctor Savan, we 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 talk about this all the time. Does Captain Marvel Shazam have a huge rogues gallery that can't that you do you kind of need to do mm-hmm. the Spider-Man Homecoming thing? Yeah, which is, you mean you kind of need to maybe rebuild a lot of them from the ground up, right? And because um, for years and years they touted the idea of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson being Black Adam, uh, who's who's not appearing in this movie as far as we know, as far as we know. But right. like uh, I can easily conceive like a, a post credit scene where some he, some hint at him, him and him and Harry Cavill. They're fighting up in the clouds, you know, and then he, and then and then Billy. Just <laughs> oh my joins, God! Right? Uh, could you imagine that's the post credit? Could you imagine the post credit is is Billy is talking to Freddie or whatever mm-hmm. at the end, and, you hear, and Superman comes like right. crashing into a, like a crater in front of them, and then like you know there's lightning in the in the sky, mm-hmm. and like it just leaves it at that. I mean, I don't know, um, but I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. Yeah. John, what did you take? Uh, your take from the trailer, not really knowing the character, I suppose, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, seeing this one for the first time. What was your What was your take on the trailer? I think overall, it's it's interesting. I want to go see it, and I don't I don't know the the mythology. I don't know the background, but it, it looks cool. By it's the way, John, orphan the, kid, the, the 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 kid with the crutches. Yeah. that's Captain Marvel Junior. Freddie Freeman, and he's got like a sister there, um, uh, Mary Marvel, uh, Mary Batson. Why is everyone's name Matt? Marvel? Because originally they were all Marvel. The, 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 the originally he the, the character the was the character Marvel. was. Oh, Captain I don't know Marvel. if you see that, but uh, Freddie Freeman has the Aquaman T-shirt. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Freddie is being positioned as I think the the fan of this stuff. But yeah, uh, John, uh, the character was originally called Captain Marvel, and long before Cap- Marvel Comics existed. And the only reason why Marvel has their own Captain Marvel is because when the copyright came up for it. Stan Lee in the late 60s, early 70s, I think, basically said, there's no reason why we can't have a Captain Marvel. We're Marvel Comics. How can we not have Captain Marvel? No one's using the name. Let's create our own. DC, who had had a lawsuit against the original Captain Marvel character because they felt it was an infringement on Superman, because you can see the similarities, uh, they eventually required the Captain Marvel character but they could now no longer produce a comic book with the name Captain Marvel, so they had to use the word that they used for the transformation, Shazam, Shazam. and they would they, they basically became the Shazam family of, of, of books and everything, mm-hmm. even though in the comics he was still called Captain Marvel. Right. Now it's only in the recent, like I'd say last less than ten years, that they've even done away in the uh, books that said, let's not call him Captain Marvel. It's too much of a too too much confusion. Too much of a it's hassle. it's Shazam, and that's and that's it. And this yeah. is an age where you know they were already like black and white serials. Uh, TV Captain, Marvel Captain Marvel was one of the Shazam was one of the first earliest 
uh, cereals when we had uh, when we had our buddy uh, uh, Dave here. He talked about the cereals and stuff, and Captain Marvel is one of the ones he, he he talked about that it was sort of uh, groundbreaking in its you know the use of superpowers and special effects and flight and you know what have you. Um, well, one thing I wanted to bring up that you mentioned. This is basically Tom Hanks is big. Yeah, for superheroes. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know the film this, big. Yeah, yeah, right. that's that's definitely what it's going you know, for. And you, John, mentioned that you thought it was uh, very reminiscent of Spider-Man: Homecoming. A little bit, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a kid who has new discovered powers, and he's in school. He's of school age, except he turns into a, an adult that looks a little bit too much like Pee Wee Hermit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a goof there. This is one of the things. Some people online have talked about, well, I don't like the suit. It, it's a little too obvious. It's almost a little too goofy. Ed, Ed mentioned, like, oh, it's cool that it's modernized. You know, there's camcorders. Why didn't they go modern with the suit or the look? Actually, it, and I believe it or not, this, it actually, this actually is a more yeah. modernized version of really? Captain America. He actually wears sort of, sort of thing with, like, this, like, double lapel deal. And he has, like, this um, half cape... With a with a sash instead of like that the way the belt is and it's it's very Captain Marvel's classic look is very yeah pick, that that Alex this Ross is, one this right is there the, yeah this is the uh, the classic look right he's got and you can see the lapel button right. and yeah. yeah it's it's very see. they have definitely gone with whereas you can see there the, the up there there's Levi it is it's got the hood it's got the hood it's, it's a much more streamlined like a, more a, a sort of collar, like right. It's more modernized. This is gonna get. This, this is, is gonna be hard to get used to. This, this is what. What is this? Uh, doesn't j- really look that cool. I mean, yeah, but I think power rangey. It is power rangey, and yeah. that is actually the point. Actually, the truth yeah. is, Captain Marvel as a character, because it's a child, it's that's the thing. It's it's sort of the projection of what does a kid think of a superhero, mm-hmm. and kids think in terms of big bright colors, and you can see how his shoulder, big the muscles, padding, the big yeah. muscles now, that to an adult might come off as a little goofy. I don't know if you're aware of the the Justice League cartoon, uh, Justice League Unlimited, actually, where Captain Marvel does show up, right? And basically, it's a fight that breaks out between Superman and um, Black Adam. No, um, where, uh, yeah, basically is tension between Superman and Captain Marvel. Right, right? yeah. Because Manipulated Luthor, by Luthor. Right. Yeah. And, well, I'm, to make the long story short, at the end of it, basically, Superman flubs. You know, he, he destroys a whole entire city that Luthor built. He plays in, he plays into Luthor's hands, and essentially Captain Marvel is very disappointed. And he's a boy. In, in how, and as a boy, he's like, kind of like, you know, I wanted to be you, Superman, and you know you you know here you're is a hero of feet of clay, and it's it's that's they have because of like I said there's that lawsuit that occurred where and I of all I will always kind of come down on the side of of DC Comics on this one mm. because there's no doubt they're biting off of Superman <laughs> <laughs> they, it's a copy you know yes it's oh it has the unique angle of oh it's a it's a boy who transforms but. The transformed Captain Marvel from his black hair to the cape to the symbol on his chest. They're they're biting off of the, the Superman idea. Now um, uh, and one, but but one so that, I... so what's going on with that is that there's always this sort of thing where the two of them have a relationship in comics or whatever version that they try and play off of because of that, as being these sort of very similar things with slight wrinkles. Uh, and why a lot of people are hoping 
that we will get a guest star of Superman on in some capacity. I don't need him to be a mentor. I don't need him to do the Tony Stark from Homecoming. But I think it would be nice to see him. Um, Speaking of the ingratiating, um, here's another one. Like the image of the ba- the the um, the Batarang and product the, placement. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the bullet the, that the, Superman that is a, a, a there's like people are like what is that again this a, is, a, cert, a certificate of authentic, you, you authenticity you can't help but feel right you can't help but feel like this Warner Brothers piece. Warner Brothers is really trying to reel their audience back in by saying listen we're sorry about I mean remember the remember the uh, the, uh, the the batarang that was cool right you know <laughs> and the bullet with Superman that's See, cool right but now let me just say here's the difference between this one and the Aquaman one um, and maybe it's a difference between the fact that they had more to show with Aquaman, so they were like, let's show it. This film doesn't have f- finished sequences to show us of big epic moments. Mm. We, they don't have Billy flying in, flying in the sky full, full on for the first time to show us. So instead, it's a very focused trailer. That does the job it needs to do. Here's the setup. It's a kid who likes uh, superheroes, right? You know, yeah. you know. It here's here's the setup. Here's what you're gonna uh, taste. It's gonna be like you said, big with superpowers, and it's gonna be a lot of fun moments. The juxtaposition of the boy and the man's body, him learning how to do these things, the a little taste of the mystical world mm. with the with the wizard, and oh, why does he's he gonna have to face grow and get older. Like, why does that need to be part of the thing? What, what do you mean? When he says Shazam, why does he also need to get taller and bigger? Well, and, uh, because and, and the wizard older? is because the wizard basically he's embodying in him, in this boy a boy of n- not only of, of a pure heart but a hero's heart. Um, the powers of and I don't want to get into gods. Uh, I'll, well, I'll gods. get into it because this is the other thing is the fact that we're we're are also talking about the fact that um, this is secret identity. What what is the you know that's a thing that he's got a leg up on Superman. It's not putting on a pair of glasses. It's a boy transforms into a man so that you there's never any. No one suspects that Billy Batson is Captain Marvel because Billy Batson's a teenage yeah. and, you know, Captain Marvel appears as a, you know, this, you know, six foot three, you know, huge hulking, hulking mm-hmm. guy. It's, it's a practical face off. <laughs> now, I, no! I, I, wonder, I wonder what are like, uh, I, I don't want to get. Two, two side tits, but what are the the guys on the hype or the fanboys out there saying? Because I know that initial I think it, it, it's gone over really well. Like oh, this I have a friend who's like he's into DC uh, in DC, and it's like oh man, you know this guy leave. He's got like some fake muscles on him, like you know. But I think that the trailer has turned met anyone who was against it around, um, just because oh, it's fun, and you know that's irks me a bit because of course there's the whole like oh, this is what it's got to be. It's got to be fun, and it fits for Shazam. Shazam absolutely should have a lot of a, a lot of hokey jokes and you know get a lot of mileage out of the fact that you have the young kid into it you know so kid learning how to, you know it kind of reminds me of Goku you know <laughs> you're, I, you're not far off very an innocent who doesn't really whoa. understand the whoa I can do this exactly uh, and you know um, I think it's it's gone over it's very it's it's gone over well. Um, and I don't mind if this is going to be, quote-unquote, very Marvelized with a lot of, you know, one-liners and other things. And like, oh my god, I can't believe, you know, what's going on here. Um, to give you an idea also of, 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 of this is why, how can he do the things that he does? And now classically, classically, this has changed recently, I've, been, I've learned from our friend Pete. Uh, but in the comics, classically, the sh- name Shazam is an acronym. All right, John? 
each letter stands for the first letter of a god of of a god empowered not just god yeah. so you know because some of them aren't gods some of them are demigods so here are the powers of captain marvel shazam the s stands for the wisdom of solomon notice that that's the first thing that the hero needs wisdom h is for the strength of hercules a, the stamina of Atlas, who, of course, in is a titan who held up the world. The power Z, of Zeus. The power of Zeus, the lightning, and, you know, the just, you know, how do you empower all the rest of that? The courage of the Achilles. The courage of Achilles and the, the swiftness of, of Mercury. Mercury. Now, that's the flight and the super speed. Say so the word, combined, John. Say the word together. This. The wizard Shazam is the one who sort of brought all that together, and he had a, another apprentice thousands of years ago who turned bad and became sort of the opposite number a character called Black Adam and uh, this is all like from the the again it was originally like ancient you know ancient Near East Gr- Greece Egypt Rome that kind of stuff I think that they've changed it to be a little more multiculty today right as a, a, our friend of the show Pete was saying but like I think there's something you could really do by the way John that is that's Black Dwayne Adam. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's been cast for this This guy. character who is sort of Shazam's opposite number. And that's who, been going on. The conversation's been going on for years. He really wanted to play this character. He really wanted to play this character. And and he's he's absolutely fitting, John. I got to tell you, he's perfectly cast as this guy. Um, th- which also goes, I think, might be go-to, why is the costume on Levi so bulbous? Because if you got to buy that at some point he's going to face off against Ray- Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who really looks like that regardless, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to give, you know, you got to like, oh, how's this, you know, skinny guy going to, you know, how's this going to work out? And who knows, by the time they get to a sequel, you know, maybe Levi will have added some, you know, some actual real bigger mass that, you know, he won't need as maybe as much uh, padding. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed the trailer. I think it was confident. It did what it had to do. And it was probably my second favorite one out of theirs. Now, now one that I'm maybe a lot more hyped than Ed, but that's because Ed doesn't really have as much appreciation for the... How many times have we been let down? How many times have we been let down? By, by trailers? I by, know where you're going. By, by, are we talking about... Uh, by the Zilla. Okay. Gojira. Let me let it start out. How so, many new reboots are you going to endure until you're not excited? <laughs> All right, let's let's start with 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 John here since he he, he wants to jump in with it. Uh, you saw the, the the trailer Godzilla King of the Monsters it was released on uh, on Saturday. I stayed up all day basically just to watch this one, really. Um, so John, you, we watched it about a uh, half hour ago. What did what did you take away from this film featuring the likes of Tywin Lannister and Eleven from Stranger Things in it? Uh, what what did you think of the trailer? Did someone say Prometheus? I don't. I'm, I like don't. Follow. They basically, like uh, they are, they are these beings from way, way, way back. Yeah, and Titans. And Titans. This, okay, and that, all right. And it's doom and gloom and cloudy and dusty. A lot okay, of John. Was, I, I, it doesn't sound like John enjoyed the trailer. No, I, I enjoyed the trailer, but, but uh, what was that like? Two thousand and three Godzilla that came out. 2002. Okay, first off, you're, you're, you're going on about the the one, the one with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah. There's, that's the one, from 1998. The where, where Sean Puffy, when you were a kid, where John. P. Diddy, or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was like guitar solos. With, 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 with Jimmy yeah, Page. Yeah, that was, that was the giant iguana in New York movie that was <laughs> yeah. not even... Let me put it this way. Uh, John, 
Godzilla fans refer to that as Gino. G-I-N-O. It stands for Godzilla in name only. Because it wasn't... It had none of the flavor of the Godzilla from the Toho Studios, the classic Godzilla, who had had many different phases by that point. And uh, it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. wasn't a good movie. I mean, you know, Godzilla is, a, is supposed to be this really unstoppable force that no military... And, you know, their Godzilla's running from... First off, I don't even understand the 98 Godzilla, how he's, like, hiding in New York. How do you hide a giant iguana anywhere? Well, we're not talking about the 98 but, but also, But also... He's hide he's he's scared of helicopters and he's killed by jets. That's not yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. That's not Godzilla. Now, now who's this woman who's like seems like she's an uh Mila uh, uh Mila uh, Farmiga who is uh playing some sort of scientist who but is But she seems it's from the preview seems like Ver- that Vera she's uh, set this in motion. Like yes. she's she's responsible for the awakening of these titans, the kaiju, so, yeah. I'm like why? But anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to. You, you're the one we who said. She, now, here's here's the thing, John. John's take on Aquaman. You keep saying me. John, wait, wait. John, John, John's John's take on Aquaman. Man, why would they have to show me? I don't even have to see the movie, Mom. John's <laughs> take on Godzilla. I don't even know why that's happening. You have to go to see the movie to find out why that's happening. Exactly. No, no. But <laughs> but what I mean to say by that is like uh, I I might be too upset to go see the movie if she on purpose is like. Oh, you know, we need to cleanse the earth, and uh, I will talk about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one who does this. I'm gonna be the monster who kills everybody. So, let me get this straight: <laughs> we're a plague on the earth, <laughs> and and we're we're self-destructing because we're a plague on the earth. My answer is to self-destruct and wipe humans off the earth. It's a Thanos. So it's Thanos. It, it's Thanos on crack. It's Thanos on crack. Okay, <laughs> but anything... Thanos was half. Guess, half what, what else? What else? Uh, what else about the, the the trailer? Any other opinion? It looks pretty dark and intense. This okay. looks like a movie that I'm gonna have to watch on maybe Friday or Saturday. Why? Why? Well, okay. Why? Why does the day matter, John? Because uh, then I have to go to work the next day and be, <laughs> and be depressed. <laughs> <Is that what's... laughs> okay, uh, Edward. Yes. First things first. Yes, I know. Your name's not Mila. That's because I got mixed up. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. So, and Vera Farmiga. Okay. So um, Vera is now. The, now the case that I that I said to you yesterday in our conversation was um, okay. So it's a family drama with with Monster Island in the backdrop. You know where or monster stuff going in the backdrop, which. I'll watch it. I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the last one, Jurassic Park. Um, but my concern, when it comes to these sort of um, CGI-heavy kaiju movies, which you are not, you don't have a really soft spot for. Um, even though I grew up with them, right? You know, like Monster Island, Godzuki, all of that stuff, down to um, uh, Gamera, right? Gamera is our friend, you know. The the friend by the way, all, the original ninja, children the original Ninja Turtle. You showed me the Gamera <laughs> throwing a spear <laughs> and at another monster, another monster's forehead. I'm like, you know, like, and I said the original Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle, murder. Turtle. Um, my problem with whenever there are these type of movies is um, there's always a human aspect, and you do need a human aspect, but at the same time, um, that can drown out everything else that's. That's in what the, you've shown up to the movie for, right? The, you know, WWF wrestling with giant monsters. Correct, and um, which is what we got, I believe, from the last one, just a little bit too much of. Um, so the the stuff with Millie Bob Brown, which by the she's a great actress if for her age, she's what, 14, 13 at this point. Um, 
I am, you know, just twiddling my thumbs, just trying to figure out, um, because I know you're really whole hog in this. Okay. And that's cool. That's fine. You're fine. That's fine, right? But I'm like, all right. Let's... Sounds like there's a coup about to happen here. No, there's no coup at all. <laughs> um, it's a uh, more like a, a, a destruction of the world, apocalyptic, close apocalyptic universe that they're that they're on the cusp of, and legendary. And the the plot is we need to bring out the Titans. The the guy the the see the original... again. Okay, now can I let me let me take over at this? Point. Yeah. Okay. I think both of your interpretations of this are way off, because that's not what I got from the from from the movie. First off, I don't think in any way, shape, or form you're supposed to. Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. First off, I thought this was a masterful trailer that showed great. This is uh, showed Tom Middleditch looking very dramatic. Right here. That uh, that was ve- this was a confident trailer. I'm from not saying music, it's not confident. I'm from, not saying from it's the not music. Confident. Yeah, let me, let me, let me. I, I gave you guys your chance. Yeah, you are, but you're also saying that you're we're usurping. It's a bad uh, trailer. We didn't say it was bad. I didn't say, didn't it, say bad. it was bad. No, no, no. I'm saying you're misinterpreting some of the stuff you're saying. So let me start. Off. This was the most confident trailer. This trailer, from the music to what they were choosing to show you, to how it was cut together, it, they knew what they were selling you, and. Um, like if you're gonna go for this film for the imagery, for big epic moments, it's giving you that. But then it's also saying we do have a, something that can that could possibly be very engaging and interesting on the human scale, which was your complaint about most kaiju films that it's like we have a human element that usually no one cares about. Like I always say. From the classic Godzilla films, what's the part I hate the most that I'm, I'm least interested in? It's Hideki, the pilot, and his girlfriend who is a reporter, and her brother who get embroiled in whatever the story is about Godzilla. It always brings everything to a, a, a halt. It's always kind of weird or lame or goofy. Um, and, you know, looking at the 2014 Godzilla film... Um, what was the issue with that film? Wasting Brian Cranston, the fact that Aaron mm. Taylor Johnson is, he wasn't very charismatic. And I say that as someone that likes that movie. I don't love it, but I appreciate it. I actually think that there's uh, there's stuff I really enjoy in it, but I totally get when someone says, I came here to see Godzilla and you played the Jaws game with it but by the cutting away from it. that I'm talking about is, you know, you're introducing more humans. Like, again, let me... Let me let me finish. Go, go, let me finish. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he, by the way, I didn't finish my point. But go on. <laughs> you were going. All right. You know what? But Godzilla does take out Trump. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the uh, destruction of <laughs> all of Congress. To be fair, you know. And okay. Godzilla. So unbiased. Yeah. So D- democracy um, itself. So yeah, that destroyed. that 2014 film. I I, I admit the, the the shortcomings, and we also can't talk about the shortcomings of that film without talking about how this is within the monster verse that also includes Kong Skull Island. Which I believe Kong Skull Island had as its mission statement: do everything the opposite of the Godzilla 2014 film, which I think it did masterfully. What it had was, hey, show the monster, lot of action, don't cut away. The best part was Jack Black. No, no different Godzilla. We're talking about Kong Skull Island, the one with Samuel Jackson. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yes, you did. We did a review on it, John. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I watched you, like 30 minutes of it. We, you got... We, and we, I was waiting for... <laughs> <laughs> This goddamn monkeys <laughs> He's on this goddamn oh, plane. Yeah, we do. We do see that uh, there's a return of some. Uh, there are recurring characters. Ken Watanabe returns. Ken Watanabe comes back from 2014, and this is the thing. Oh, this is a part two. This yeah, is a, a continuation two of the 2014 one. Oh, then I gotta watch the 14. There you go. Exactly. But the but the thing about and now, again, I'm. I, it's just a trailer, right? So, but at that's the same time, I go. That's a monkey wrench. You call me a monkey like, wrench. You that's, insert that's, Tywin Lannister in yeah. to go along well, with the Well, that's a monkey if wrench. You, again, I let me finish what my points are here, and I'll I, get to. And, and, I'll, and I'll say anything about the casting. Okay, dude of this movie. So, it's a very confident trailer. It knows what it wants to do. It's continuing from the 2014 Godzilla, and I think that no, you're not supposed to be on the side of Vera Farmiga's character. It's supposed to be. She's supposed to come off as an extremist. Crazy extremist. As ex- and for me that works because I think it's obvious. Millie Bobby Brown's character is your POV character. She's the one you're going to be following around, right? She's a very uh, too young. Um, she's she's a POV character, and people love people love Millie Bobby Brown, right? And I think it could be very interesting to actually have a meaty, dramatic part of a one of these kaiju films where it's like there's no happy ending there if what is presented in the the trailer is true like you said john you can't unleash hell on earth and then like oh i'm sorry about that no harm no foul no 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 that is something where the daughter that's a rending in their relationship and as for tywin lannister and his they knew what they were doing with that one where he says long live the king John, you remember Tom Hiddleston Loki is in uh, Skull Island, right? Which takes place when? In the 1970s during the Vietnam War. I believe You're saying that this is this is the I same believe character? that okay. Tywin Lannister Charles like Dance that. is the connective tissue. I believe he is someone who went to work for Monarch. Wow, okay. And is now off in his own thing that is on the nefarious side, or at least he's on an opposition. That. That's good casting. To wow. that is my that is my belief, and this that is what I'm saying. Thread. You're that's there. There, I think that there is an interesting thing that could be done in this film, if if they pay if they play it off right, because you have you know, Farmiga is a great actress. Millie Bobby Brown is a great actress. Yes, O'Shea Jackson. Well, now I know that that's O'Shea Jackson. But watching it, I go, is that Ice Cube? This is how much O'Shea Jackson Jr. Looks, looks like, his, like dad. his dad. Okay, because I look at him like, no, that's not that. No, when you watch, when you watch straight out of Compton or the NW. Yeah, you got to blink twice. Yeah. 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 So it's so, and that's the other part of this film. It's a very good, very deep cast. You know, there there are no like, oh, what is this guy doing here? What is that? It's like, oh no, yeah, you're a good actor. You're you know gonna. Why he's there? Why? Why is he it's there? The alternative future, right? So basically, oh, Ice Cube wrenches. goes. Oh man, NWA kicks me out of the group. I'm joining the army, I'm, and I'm gonna fight monsters. I'm gonna fight and monsters. He ends up in Three Kings. Yes, yeah. we've heard that before. <laughs> well, see, no, it's not an alternative future. See, this is the continuation of of that storyline. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you very thank much. You. But right. um, the other part about it is that it, you know, people who are fans of these uh, of of the Toho Kaijo Kaiju films, this is not just giving you Godzilla. You know, which was the issue with the 2014 Godzilla ad, which is, you know, whoa, there wasn't enough monster stuff. So let me tell you. They are giving us Godzilla, 
Rodan, Mothra, and the sort of Joker Lex Luthor of the Godzilla franchise, King Ghidorah. Did you say they give you Roseanne? Rodan. Oh, Rodan. Rodan. <laughs> but she's a monster as well. She's a monster. <laughs> she's a racist monster. Uh, <laughs> that needs to be taken down. But let me ask you this. What's the difference between this Godzilla f- film and that other like Marlon Wayne movie that came out a couple years ago where he fights monsters? Doesn't look too different. Marlon Wayans? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Where he fights this, these monsters. He's in the army and he fight, he's like Ice Cube's character. Marlon Wayans? What the yeah. hell are you talking about? I have no idea what you mean. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Come on. You got to do the research. What is research. what Marlon Wayans? <laughs> uh, One of the Wayans brothers. They, 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 he, he joins the army and he fights these like giant dragon monsters. Came out like three, four years ago. Four, five. Years I ago. honestly am drawing a blank. This You're not thinking of Dungeons and Dragons, are you? No. All right. Well, let's, yeah, let's we'll put a pin uh, in that because now I'm interested that there was a there's a Marlon Wayans versus monster movie that I yes. had no idea about. <laughs> well, after the show, I'll show it to you. Okay. Um. So now another big franchise that uh, dropped its from WB uh, from WB WB. They're very confident with this now, in particular. Here's, here's here's yeah. Here's where I I will zone out because I have absolutely no. Um. Yeah. The other really thing that dropped is uh. Fant- we're getting a Fantastic Beast sequel. I don't know if you uh, if any of you seen the first one. I enjoyed a hell of a out of the first one. Again, I'm not necessarily a Harry Potter fan per se. Now I live with one. My I'm married to one. I have a and question. And she yes. Does 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 Jude Law gets cheated on in this movie? But do you know who Jude Law plays? I, I don't know if you now you you must have grown up with some some Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah. He's Dumbledore in this. He's a younger Dumbledore because the Fantastic Beasts um, uh, franchise, they are prequels to the Harry Potter. They take uh, place pre World War Two. Um, yeah, pre World War Two, uh, like like Victorian age. That's sort. Of, well, not not even the Victorian, Victorian age, but, but yeah, World I, War One. I, I would say. Isn't like, it? Isn't it like? maybe the 1920s 1930s yeah and it's supposed to the story with johnny depp as this sort of evil character is supposed to sort of mirror a rise of hitler right see now that's 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 how less of a lesser of a harry potter fan yeah, I, I don't am. even like this and i know more about um this stuff but i enjoyed the first one and and i feel that uh, eddie redmayne did a great job playing newt scamander who is um Pretty much, he's coming out of the uh, the, the Hogwarts scene. Uh, Hog, he, he's uh, who, the by Hogwarts the way, he, scene. The Hogwarts scene. Hogwarts you know, school. A lot, of great, ends, John, up, a lot of great bands coming out of the Hogwarts <laughs> scene, right? But he ends up being he ends up being a very legendary figure in 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 the Harry Potter. The Horseless Headmen. They were a great band from the Hogwarts <laughs> scene. The, but the, the Gryffindors. Now, yeah, I watched this. Good. I did. You, uh, John, did you see the first one? This the first Fantastic Beast. No. Okay, go on. I, this I, trailer on silent looks pretty good. Right now, I will I will endorse the first one because it's. The, the, by the way, these are all directed by David Yates, who directed some of the much, better the better installments the better the installments of the Harry Potter movies, especially now, the Harry Potter movies that that drifted off from being. Oh, they're kids now. They're like from teens and then moving up to like younger young adults, um, and this has very adult overtones. Um, with with the first movie and then the second one. Well, they're not having to go through that. Here we're introducing our characters as young children and mm. slowly 
come of age. Br- yeah, yeah, come of age, and then therefore the themes and subject matter mm-hmm. grow with them. This is no, this is this character is or- Churchill right away. Yeah. It, it is. I think. I think that that very much is. It's. It's sort of to be about this sort of like evil mastermind who is about the supremacy mm-hmm. of the people who the magic users in this universe and pure blood, not yeah, mud that, blood. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No and, mud blood. But I'm looking very forward to Jude Law's performance as Dumbledore. Professor Dumbledore is. being one of one of the the Obi Wan character the the Obi Wan character from the Harry Potter uh, verse. I think her timetable doesn't work out though, unfortunately. What's that? Because he obviously looks thirty, forty here, and if this takes place in the twenties, there's no way he could be alive. Well, see, that's the thing. These these pod. guys, wizards. These guys, wizards. wizards. They wizards. they live to yeah, they live you to two hundred. Because I know that um, Newt Scamander's character. I think he doesn't he doesn't go on. He's not alive by by the time Harry Potter's around. Um, now Johnny Depp, spoiler. Um, is the, is the main is ori- the, is now originally the it was yeah he was a bad guy from the first one, but he doesn't show up till like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, literally, Colin Farrell is basically wearing this other face. Yeah. And that's the big ring. That, yeah, that, that's the thing. Johnny Depp's character is is pretending to be Colin Farrell's character, and then oh, oh my and god, that's a big, big ringer. Reveal. It's like like we've caught you, you know, uh, like reveal yourself, and then he turns, morphs into Johnny Depp. And you're like, oh my god, this is the best kept one of the best kept secrets of 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 the of the franchise. It's Johnny Depp and um, Ezra Miller. By the way, he he makes he's a another return. character. Yeah, he's yeah, an, another. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and. I enjoy the first one. Um, so, yeah. I I have never been able to get into Potter. Bold move to cast Johnny Depp as the bleached Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, so, so just Michael Jackson, in other words. Turns out that he's a super villain. <laughs> um, I've never been able to get into the Potter. Now, John, you're you were you're the primetime age group that yeah. grew up with that. And were you ever into the books or anything? Unfortunately, it, it worked on me, the spell. And uh, You read all the books? I was part of the, the movement, yeah. Really? As a kid, kind of. I didn't go as deep as some, some of my other friends did. But I did watch all the movies. I did try to read the first. I'm sorry, but it's just you termed it the movement. <laughs> the movement. <laughs> and now I'm just imagining like you... As a like a like a nine year old like yeah. at, like with like protest signs. But I think it's a it's sort of a blind spot for us because we're not like you we're say not, we're not yeah, at that age. It's not in your age. It's not. Um, but it's a age. huge. It's WB's um, um, a big case. cash money maker. Mm-hmm. It, you know they got eight, what is it eight films out of it right? I yeah. think it's I think it's made for people who were like between eight and like sixteen. See, really, but the, I remember really I remember for... when the books were out, seeing adults who were into us. Come on, man. What's I up? mean, psych. Kids are I into mean, it. Gus. Adults are into Gus is our ball. age, and Gus is all Gus about. Gus is into it. Gus like, is into it. Yeah, no, that's right, Sean. Be, it's, some crossover. Gonna be, there's going to be some crossover. And I think that was target. the whole point that it's that target, was that yeah. it was the sort of fork. It was obviously young adult fiction, but it had then the, what made it a phenomenon was it wasn't just young yeah, kids who were into yeah. it. I mean, Steven Spielberg. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Stephen King uh, talks about it as being one of the great. Like he was like, no, this is one of the great. Literary creations of the last like fifty years, yada yada yada, yeah. uh, with great commercial no, instincts. Great. And, you know, I could just you know what package. I on this for the surface for, for the myself. Surface. It was always I. It's always first off. It was a lot of elements of stuff that I had already like and other things I got. Listen, so it's like pa- people. Is young, young Steve Jobs? 
Okay. <laughs> you got the haircut. I got the glasses. But I mean, like, there were just yeah. a lot of elements of stuff that I had already Almost seen in out. other things. Well, again, you know, what started out as a liter as a as a um, uh, very literary moves on to movies, and it sort of taking its own it became yeah its own i get animal, it, i get right, that you know? i uh, for myself that i though it's like i read the first two books because mm-hmm. when they were a thing i was like oh, i gotta dip my toe i gotta know what this is about so first movie comes out i was like okay let me read the first book didn't grab me read the second book didn't grab me Watched are you that book. asshole like driving around like uh, outside of barnes and nobles and going dumbledore dies Why? dumbledore dies <laughs> if i don't care why i'm not gonna get any enjoyment out of those and there's always kind of a twee preciousness to a lot of the stuff in it i know some people think it's oh it's so clever but like again man newt scamander it, it builds newt a- scamander <laughs> i tr- i find monsters and my name is newt Scamander. Well, look, I mean, a all of like, the names in it are like that. Belli- you know what I Belli- mean? Belichick's uh, um, Lestrange. Lestrange. Yeah, you know, like. that, I, that there's a tweet preciousness that I, I kind of always, that, that turns me off. And again, I'm never going to say it's bad. I get why people are into mm. it. No, I know why you don't like it. Because like, it's praised as God material. That's why you don't like it. No, not really. It's like it's not bad, but I resent that everyone's saying that this is like the best thing that ever came out. You know, like, I, yeah, I'm, it's, that, there is that sort of where it yeah, got yeah. built up to the point where yeah, it's yeah. like, Did okay, you see, have you seen all of the, the the Harry Potter movies? Again, I I think the the first three, and then it was, was like it's like I'm not. This is never Ed. Ed I, I have a feeling it's never going to do. It. Oh, that's fine. And, and it's like if three, and again. That's giving it a shot. Three films, and we know the, the Potter movies were really long. <laughs> Three films, two of the books. I was kind of like, I don't. It's See, not that, bad, like, but it's it's not so again making because any my wife my well. wife has a marathon every year. Dear so God. I I I get this like it's there. That's like three days, Ed. Of that. Thank you. Thank you, and not again. Not that I don't appreciate it or anything, but I I um I appreciate her as for, as, for as for this film though. I will say that like it looks well made. Like I I I get wanting to like see this film and and the enjoyment and the creatures and everything. So like you know if you're if you're a Potterhead, you know I'm sure that this uh this trailer did the joke for now. Let's move Let's on, move to, on the, to. We're not even going to put probably, the audio now, John. You have probably seen the Teen Titans. If you don't know what the Teen Titans, yes, this is the. the oh, the, nice. The, oh no, no, no! Let's Hold preface on. this, John. This is a streaming. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers is starting a streaming service, as all of these big media outlet companies are now. CBS says they're you know they're all competing with Netflix and HBO, right? HBO itself is makes its own streaming because they want to compete with Netflix, right? So DC Comics, as you know, has had their success on the CW with the Berlanti shows. To the point, John, that when they decided to make their own streaming service, they said, who is the person (laughs) to put in charge to make our first streaming show? Greg. Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti, you're the only man. The mind behind The Flash. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn, turn off the sound. Turn off the sound there. Yeah, but I wanted him to hear the big, the big ringer. You know. Which well, is... we'll tell him it. Okay, we'll we'll tell just him tell him it. So, you remember the Teen Titans cartoon, based on the comic book? You know, here's the live action streaming version of it. And John, as you can see, it's Berlanti's F. 
in more ways than one. Um, this is about as good as I expected a Berlanti streaming show to look, sound, and be like, and that should tell you because you know my opinion. It looks like looks just like for Dawson's you, just Creek. John, just for you. I'm I'm like this. This he has to hear. Uh. Did you hear that, you, John? Did you hear that? F Batman. F because it's streaming. Cause yeah, cause we're adult. It's edgy now. We're an adult edgy Berlanti oh show. Oh my god, Wait, the shot horrible. of the shot of the of the changeling, a beast boy, whatever you want to call him. He's green. He's got green skin. He's got the. the oh, that's Raven. Okay. By and the, way, the thing these, is, these are old characters. These characters have been around the, for a long the, time. Obviously, look at this. So this my looks god. like uh, this looks that's like Starfire. If, you want to talk Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like if Dawson Dawson's Creek and uh, they got some big Smallville a- they, took a shit. <laughs> and flushed Fucking it down dove. the same toilet. And Greg Berlanti ate that shit and <laughs> shat this out. <laughs> yeah, it, the thing about it is, is that now, now let let let's also preface this. Uh, like there is also there was controversy with Starfire because they casted a um uh, a black woman a, to a play black Starfire, woman to play Starfire who does a silly. That's that- not the issue here. It's just that it looks. It just looks shitty. This ain't yeah. right, man. This ain't right, guys. This is if Barney met uh, the, if Barney met Power Rangers, <laughs> met someone who curses a lot. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm sure the fanboy world is going. Oh, the, the Berlanti what I love about this is that every, everyone is rending their, their, rending their clothes and gnashing their teeth about it. And you know what I have to say about that, Ed? You know what I have to say about that? For all of you guys that supported the Berlanti shows on CWD for all years. For years, Every claiming it was so good, I blame you. Exactly. <laughs> I blame you. Those shows There's were always bad badly Trump acted. Voters. Those shows were always badly written. Those shows were always had passable production values, but they were always nonsensical. And you wonder, unleashed from the you know, what you have as constraints as, as network TV, that it was going to be any better. No, 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 no. This, this, this all happened for a reason. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. Let's glean really quickly. at. Uh, so in other words, this looked like crap. We think it's crap. <laughs> I say F you, Greg Berlanti. Uh, so this next one uh, also released at, um, they should have hired Craig. S- San Diego comic con was, um, Clone Wars, I didn't. I forgotten that uh, that they. This didn't was coming down the pike. They did, yeah. That that, that uh, they didn't. Finish they didn't the quite finish their their thing, and so, so they just felt the need to uh, to uh, you know tie it up in a in a knot. Well, in the ending of Rebels happened, mm-hmm. and now we're getting some kind of continuation of Clone Wars tie in. And I gotta honestly say, there's a big part of me that goes, I I don't know why. I'm happy. Any chance to see, and my lord, oh, this, this is, is a beautiful looking trailer. Yeah, there's, 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 you know, I mean, I think with, uh, with the response to Hans with Solo, they felt, maybe they felt the need to go, hey guys, remember Clone Wars? Yeah, you know, we were all cool, you know. <laughs> oh, this was obviously, they, they planned these things out long See, the war that. left unfinished until now. Right, yeah, you know, that they had a lot of fans, and look at this stuff, John, look at this, this is a great looking CGI show. 
I mean, and obviously it's the sort of thing where they've learned everything that they have from all the years of the Clone Wars, the movie, then Rebels. So, like, I get, I get, you know, I'm sure it'll be good. There's just a part of me that feels that I'm not, like, is it just because they didn't get a chance to go right up literally to the minute before Revenge of the Sith started? Is that they just want us like, we got to get it right up to the, we want, how did Palpatine get captured? Dude, we went on this whole rant yesterday about Order 66. <laughs> you know, like, if you're, hey, if you're a clone, like, what do you do, for, like, on, on your off time? You know, I mean, uh, well, what is, what's a clone? What do you, like, what do you do all day? That, well, do you have that, like, that's do you other... have like bar, like uh, um, uh, locker room talk? Like, hey, did you see the knockers on that? I'm not. I'm not I'm, dude, hey, did you look at the tentacles on that Twi'leki? Clone Wars saved. Yeah, because yeah. again, it's the sort of idea that hey, we ended it before we Look really finished the story. So hey, this we're ending, it by back. the way, this ending that's, that's a bold like apology and or like admitting to fault that we we ended this before wow. we could have gotten more juice out of this. Now, John, yeah. I don't know that's if you crazy. realize uh, this is the the tie-in to Rebels because that's um, what's her face from from Rebels, the 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 Mandalore. Um, yeah, that's that's that uh, can't be her because this takes place. No, that's her, dude. That's her time travel. No, no, because because at the end of Rebels. Right, they were already pretty. Like they've already. You're talking about Ren. That's Ren. That's got to be like her mother or something. No, that's her. How? Because her and ah- Ahsoka, they're now on a mission to find Ezra. Yeah, no, but go Ed, watch it. No, 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 but Ed, Ed, Ed. Oh wait, Ed. What what time period does Clone Wars take place in? Um. 20 to 30 years before Rebels. How can that be Ren? Yeah, I think you're mixing. You, you you got you got you got it. If there's a connection, there's a connection. That could be her mother. That could be from her clan, but that can't be her because she wasn't even born yet. Well, you might be right on the time. <laughs> there you go. I'm just. Uh, regardless, it looks good. I just like. I'm kind. Of, my 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 attitude is kind of like. Is the again the only reason you're doing this is and how are you gonna. Are you going to expand more? I can't say that I was as deep into the Clone Wars as I was Rebels. And like you said, Ed, there's this sort of like, did they ever reckon with, like, John, let me ask you a question. Did they ever, did you ever feel that, like, it was a little off that the Jedis just accepted, like, this entire army of clones with no moral qualms about it whatsoever? That that no one, that like, there was no one at at a Jedi at the the meeting that, like, it's like, you know, Yoda's like, and so we have to... Yeah, like there was, there was like there was like at least one Jedi Master there was like, is this uh, Hold on. did you order? Did you put in for the clones? I did, he, I did, did not. I did not. Obi Wan. I don't. Windu. 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 Was this you, Windu? Yo, man, I don't know anything about this shit. Clupoon. Clupoon. Did you do this? You know, like there's and no one guy said, is this uh, this is cool beans? This is fine. Like this is just. Dude, we're this just is, like, by the way, Miguel Velez is. Uh, if I were, if I were, <laughs> is this cool beans. This cool beans. This feels a little off. I'm just, I'm just saying. Is this, is this, is this cool beans? <laughs> just like, just me and Yoda, you know, in the bathroom, like you know, you know, taking a piss to each other. Yeah, Master Yoda. Look, I don't want to bother you right now, but uh, like, this is just fine. Like, just a, like a whole millions of clones, and we're just like. 
Yeah, cool. Like life of battle, no personal lives. We're just gonna. You know, oh, okay, all right. I mean, you know, I'm. Who am I to judge? But uh, I think that kind of wraps up most of the big things because, you know, this was a Comic Con that did not have. No Marvel. Uh, Marvel in attendance. Sony didn't even really do anything for um, for Venom. Uh, oh, you're gonna yeah yeah you know yeah, you, you want to you want to wrap this up. This okay. is huge for me. And uh, okay, get and, this off and, before right, we wrap so it all up. Okay, the Thirteenth Doctor. We finally get to see some footage. Okay, and for those of you who've not been paying attention, we have the Thirteenth Doctor right is. Uh, played is going to be played by Jodie Whittaker. She's of a uh, BBC. She's been everywhere. Um, also friends with David Tennant, by the way. But and, and daughter of uh, Forrest Whitaker. I need to throw something at you right now. I need to throw something. But um, <sighs> throw instead of you need a sonic wrench. Throw, That's right, a sonic wrench. You need a sonic monkey wrench. No, no, you need one of those annoying like <laughs> fog horns. They always blow. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. But uh, here we see um, the, 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 the teaser where right from when Peter Capaldi makes his exit and turns into the 13th Doctor played by Jodie Whittaker. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, um, uh, it's surprising that I'm asking you since I'm the one who got you into Who. Yeah, I know. Um, this, this is a sans, this is post-Moffat, right? This is post-Moffat. Yeah, so it's a really new era every, yeah, so. for Doctor Who, not being handled by the people who've mm-hmm. handled him. Him for so long, first it was Russell T. Davies and mm-hmm. Moffat, mm-hmm. and now it's new showrunner, new Doctor Who, female Doctor, mm-hmm. which is had been about hinted time. about time. Oh, no, it's in about time. About time. No, you know. um, <laughs> John, John doesn't even care about Doctor Who. He's like, I'm just gonna pretend that um, here, I'm, I'm just uh, gonna virtual signal here. All, all that we're <laughs> getting from this, te- all that we're getting from this, from, from this, um, from this teaser is that she's been flanked with again with new companions, three companions. It seems here she's got a new sonic screwdriver. Great fashion sense. Um, by the See, way, I honestly, Halloween is coming, and that's what we're gonna be I doing honestly this, say, this time of year. I really dislike the outfit they've put together oh, really? for her. I I get that they don't want to necessarily give her a super sexy look or mm-hmm. anything like that because they're I, they're feeling their way out with this whole like it's a female doctor, but this sort of mork from orc like suspenders baggy I they could have they could have done something that was a little more appealing. Oh, by the way, sir, um, that's Captain Pike in season two of Discovery. Okay, thank you. All okay. right, which I haven't. St- Captain I still got Christopher Pike. I still got to see season um, season one. Was but yeah, I I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to to to. Doctor okay, Who. all so, right. Yeah. So, um, one more thing that we have, which, which James is? Gunn. Oh Lord, Gunnin. He brought. He reminded me last. Gunnin night. from the law. What I don't know. This is such a convoluted story. Gunnin from the social justice law. What? What? Now, what do you? What do you think about this, John? I don't know all the details. I don't know really what's going on, but I I think he's in trouble for something he might have said like 20 years ago, and it was a joke. Let me tell you what's going on here. Like, was he actually caught with like a child in his closet? No, nothing along those lines. Okay. Here's what's going on. Uh, John, uh, I believe Mike Cernovich, who's one of these InfoWar type, you know, conservative guys... Basically, he went through James Gunn, who is James Gunn is an outspoken liberal, outspoken, you know, critic of the president. Right. And essentially, this guy went through his Twitter timeline and found that 
James Gunn is a dude who who's does a lot of off-color jokes. Who's this guy? Uh, Mike Cernovich. Uh, He's the dude who started Pizzagate. He's the dude who started the who 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 promulgated the whole sex slave uh, pizza, and which is why that guy went down there and shot that pizzeria up in Washington D.C. So. Basically, we all know now that, you know, everyone is being, has to mind their P's and Q's about what they say, especially social media. And Gunn being an outspoken liberal guy, basically they went through his timeline finding, oh, you did all these rape jokes. You did all these pedophilia jokes. You know, and they are in that sort of, I'm trying way like too hard to be edgy. I like little boys touch me in silly places. Shh, photo shoot, uh, trying to maintain my semi chub so that i look impressive with these photos again these are tweets from way back these are these are from going back to 2007 2011 2010 uh yeah i mean these were all deleted bringing this to the forefront disney basically was left with the choice you know everyone is getting pilloried by what they are saying on social media these days they just let go of roseanne for her tweets Mm. how can you let james gunn you know, even though these are a long time in the past, how can you let that go? Yeah. And I don't honestly know what to think. Yeah, that, that first, that first tweet, that is pretty. It's is rough pretty stuff. Pretty it's rough it's stuff. it's rough. But at the same time, you know what is it? You know, I that think. One where I like it when little boys touch. I just that. Yeah. Now that now, now personally now, but here's the thing. Personally, I I'm not a big fan of of that sort of like edgy to be edgy to kind of humor oftentimes now i'm not saying i don't laugh at jokes like that often i do too but when it's like calculated to like i just want to be outrageous to be outrageous i always i always go like ah uh, even if it's funny it kind of annoys me on the other other hand this is this was an effort essentially to like we're gonna we're going to turn the weapons of the social justice warriors against themselves and show the hypocrisy and everything else, which I do think there is a legitimate discussion in in the social media world that we have right now to be had about what are the limits of this sort of like shaming people of saying, you know, oh, you need you deserve to lose your job because of what you said. No more free speech. Is that going to give me... At the same time, I am someone who also is like... Yeah, sometimes people who are being politically correct are just doing it to be assholes. That the real pushback against the social, quote-unquote, social justice wars is not about free speech. It's just like, no, we want to be assholes again. We want to be able to say what's on our mind and be, you know, dismissive about women and minorities and use certain language that is considered without consequence. I think it is a discussion... I don't think it's a black and white on either side because there is a sense of, well, people have the right to offend and people have the right to be offended. You know what I mean, and it isn't an easy or yeah, either but or. But now, ever so, you're allowed to have a sign, but that means but, uh, someone but, else can have a bigger sign uh, protesting well, speaking, your sign. Speaking of signs, yeah. you know yeah. that's what Twitter is, right? You know yeah. now it's and now it's out there, and 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 and, and, it, and it brings up questions of hypocrisy because look, okay, Disney is cutting James Gunn for his attempts at humor, and he has always been this guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like now suddenly we're getting rid of him because you don't like the the the, the uh, uh, supposed backlash. Shouldn't you have known this about him? Did, was there no vetting? There's even more hypocrisy because they've got a film coming out, one of the Disney original uh, sequels, 
um, to a very popular film, Wreck-It Ralph. Now, who stars in Wreck-It Ralph? Sarah Silverman is one of the co-stars of Wreck-It Ralph. Have you watched Sarah Silverman's act or gone through her tweets? She does incredibly rough, crazy, uh, right-at-the-razor's-edge type humor. That includes everything from rape to pedophilia to yada, yada, yada. Do you... Do you not release now? They're not going to not release Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> they want that record. They want that money. So it, it brings up where are where are the lines being drawn? Who is bringing these things up? Why are they bringing it up? For is there a, is there is there good reasons to have the sort of like protest against moral codes? And above all, this is not. It, it brings up a free speech question, but it's not free a free speech question. In this sense, this is not the government breaking this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about society and corporations. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, you have the right to say what you want. There will be consequences. No one is guaranteed a, 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 a platform. If a, if a comedian is saying stuff, the comedy club has the right to say, we don't want you here. Right? A movie studio says, you don't have the, we have the right to pull the funding for your show. Or your program, or whatever. At the same end, it becomes the question of: Is this selective outrage? Why is Roseanne unacceptable, and we have to do something about it? But like I said, oh, hey, Sarah Silverman, you're cool beans because you're doing this movie for us, blah blah blah. Or anything else, you know, other people with other uh, other views. It's an interesting question. I don't know quite where I fall down on it because of what. It's also boring conversation out. too. You know, what I mean, at the same time, because uh, like he, like Mike Cernovich. You know, uh, Ian Michael. Uh, <laughs> this is from the Observer. Yeah, this is the the the, uh, the the tagline. Ian Michael Black, who we love, yeah, calls Mike Cernovich a colossal asshole after Twitter attack. <laughs> Again, you're like, it's not our story. It's not our story. But it's it's um, you know, like you, you got to inject some like you know. Uh, he's calling. Um, you can, I don't want to get into this. I but really yeah, that's but the, he, you know, I I I agree with Michael Ian Black. <laughs> However. Cernovich's point is here you have the people online who are who are you know are so pro political correctness. And now yes, you can set a mob loose on people mm. based on what they've said based on the fact that you, people feel offended or people feel that that's out of line. Now, I understand it's I one don't, thing to I don't, say I don't think that there is a I can't I don't know what to it's say. It's one thing to say, you know, we have, and I know Jonathan. You, you know, you've got um, uh, since you're, you, you've done some. You've been sort of politically active at some point in your life, right? You know, I'm not going to name what it is. He was what part of the movement, Ed. I, I didn't he was want to name anything. Movement. I didn't want to get specific here. I'm no, just saying the movement that. of potters. He was part of the <laughs> Potter, Potter movement. I didn't want to get right. specific. Wizard. I'm just saying, like you know, like wizarding. You, you're yes. you're fairly younger than us, you know, and you you um you've been sort of politically like you know active, right? And you know, hey, more power to you. There's a difference between that, and you want to be a conspiracy theorist, spreading lies, spreading about things, or making your business about just. I'm going to make my narrative distrust, 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 Disney. Big corporation, easy to distrust, right? Because they're they're behemoth, you know, and therefore uh, I can't buy or be a consumer. And, the, and also, them and also, a group that is very considered about like we're talking about a corporation that is very big on its brand, mm -hmm. right? So it's easy to a get liberal them. Brand too. It's a easy to get brand. them. 
not just liberal, but actually just the family-friendly thing, a brand in which it's very easy to say, do you want to be associated with this? And how easy it would be to, you know, it was a low, Dude, it was a bit I of a remember, low-hanging fruit. I remember um, the church that I was that John and I were part of, and uh, they were all up in arms because um, Disney World held a uh, a gay parade. Oh yeah, they they had they had pride. Yeah, they had they, had, they had the whole thing that was that. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I can't. Yeah, they know, were always they've been in the crosshairs for a while. Yeah, for you know, something and, like this and, um, uh, as a actually, yeah, John, I would like to like, what do you? Because I mean, you have a um, you're you're mostly a left to center guy, but you also have very, I would say, a strong libertarian viewpoint about a lot of things. And so, how does this sort of how do you what we're is your having t- a no politics? Well, we kind of have to because we're, again, the nature we're not getting into politics. Yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about the the, but the yeah, idea the, the, of the, the, again that, that opinions, this, this, right? this sort of thing now where there is that sort of social policing of opinions and humor because it's yeah, kind of yeah. a double edged sword. And like, how do you how do you feel? Because like I said, I'm in a gray area. I yeah. mean, like my natural tendency is to be like, look, just don't be an asshole about things. And that you know, when people don't yeah, want yeah. people using certain terms or groups, I understand why. Yeah, I understand yeah. why those groups are develop the sensitivities they have. At the same time, I don't know if you can ever, in good faith, control other people's opinions, or yeah, should yeah. you? So, what is your take on something like this? I, I think I think we get a little too ahead of ourselves when we try to control uh, morality, you know. And I think people. <clears throat> well so, said. I think some jerks are going to be jerks, and some people are going to be well-meaning, and some people are going to say really bad jokes, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, and what you say has consequences, but I do feel like overall we are a little bit too. Too ready, to we're too ready to, to jump destroy. the gun. Jump yeah. the gun. It's for that reason alone that I should be censored. Yeah. That is yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. joke possible <laughs> that could have been made. That's the reason or the, the boycott. I'm cool beans with that. You're cool beans. With I'm cool beans with that. <laughs> well, but so John, you 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 think that that there is maybe too much? I think it, we're too we're too. We're ready. getting too sensitive. We're to, too, to, yeah, we're too ready, too willing to just. Tear anyone down for, I f- any, for anything. I, I, my counter, you know, my only yeah. counter to that would be this, John, is that I feel that sometimes the counter to the counter, they too are too sensitive about stuff. Like a, a personal example is this movie Skyscraper with The Rock, right? So a Paralympian in the film, The Rock is a man who has he's <clears throat> he 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 has a disability in that he has one leg, right? And so he has a he has a prosthetic. It plays into the narrative. I didn't see the movie, but I think that's kind of interesting. So a a Paralympian, a Paralympian goes online and says, you know, well, why couldn't you have gotten someone with an actual disability to play a role like this? Why did it have to be The Rock? Yada, yada, yada. And suddenly everyone's, oh, she's so much. And I'm going like, one person complained. And you, by complaining about that complaint, are actually giving them more airtime for their complaint when it should just be... Well, that's good for her that she said that, but I don't, you know, doesn't make a difference. To it doesn't. Does it? Yeah. Is it really that big to that now? You're cl- you're doing exactly what you claim you're against, clutching your pearls and oh, how dare you know? It's like all sides are kind of in zero to light speed mode for everything, and like while I again I want to be sensitive to people as a as a minority as someone who thinks that. 
diversity and multiculturalism and all these things are important issues to deal with. At the same time, I don't think that I don't think that you can force people's perspectives or their opinions. You can't control them. And you can't morality. control that. Yeah. And the counter to the counter of that is that the truth is is that maybe there is something to be said about just general and, and l- good g- being on good terms and l- let me these tell things you, don't happen outside of a vacuum one of the things you know that, what I mean? one of the reasons why we started people this. want diversity because of underrepresentation people want sensitivity because they were treated and there are still issues today i mean like you can't you know black lives matters is not just an inconveniencing thing for white people it's happening for a reason there are underlying real world issues at stake so it's one of the things where it's like Oh, one side has a point, but there's a counter to that point. There's a counter to that point, and there's a counter to that point too. And I don't know if something like what's happening with gun is is really a symptom of this wider cultural war that gets everyone ginned up, but isn't well, necessarily well, we had about a the most important. Miguel, things. we had a discussion about Twitter, right, and how te- how technology is tied into this. You know, folks. You know, one of the reasons why we did this show is because this project that we embarked upon spawned from years and years of just phone conversation between me and Miguel and I you know and us saying we gotta we, we should we gotta get a podcast what's there's that? a voice there's, podcast, there's, a, there's, a, there's a point of view that we could be having out there that isn't that is that isn't necessarily as extreme even though yeah and now I I'm a big the defender shows I'm a big defender but, I mean that's one of the few I'm a big <laughs> defender of technology but at the same time like even more so it's conversation and that's something that just does is happening less and less right Twitter is not conversation what happens on the internet is not conversation and this is the problem it's that it's that people can just have can just have word trade words without consequence mm-hmm. without confronting the person that you um, uh, that you are anonymous, right? You know, and 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 this is and that's herein is a very larger problem because why? Because we're we're lazy that way. You know, society is just lazy, and also it's very it, it's um, Twitter enables to touch to have that first contact impulse first sense thing of that communication, off the top of your head. right? With someone on the other side of the world, right? right? It, it gives you that convenience. With a lack of nuance because it's 140 characters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, you know, formats are, are, are in that. It's not a place to actually have a conversation with, of complex issues. It's very slogan, mm-hmm. you know. Um, hashtags. It's just hashtags. Yeah, it's you just don't have to and, and really. It's, and it's, and it's, it's a lot of grandstanding. Yeah, and of things I'm that. I'm cool. Look at me. I'm cool. I'm like, sig- the virtual signal yeah. thing is a thing. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing where people feel they're engaged, but they're not really. Mm-hmm. The whole point of activism is to be active, not to do it from your sofa. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, here's here's the thing I don't like. Well, I'll I'll hashtag that, and I've done my part. Yeah. No, no, no. The the you know Martin Luther King's March on Washington was not something that was about. Oh, let me let me tweet support of Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. But go about my day. No, it was about making a statement of people are doing something. It was about you know and what we can the, do together. The, the bridge to make, in Birmingham, make a change. You know, yeah. I mean, like yeah, that has to show the real confrontation. Real now, it's like we're getting angry about stuff, but it's like, is it and really okay life and death sort of like thing here? I mean, even as much as I dislike 
again, I'm saying like James Gunn, yeah, those are shitty jokes and they're edgy to be edgy. I'm not sure he deserves to be fired over that. At the same time, I do I'm I I do have that feeling of like, well, well Roseanne, I, like again, he was being edgy to be edgy, but it wasn't necessarily to specifically offend any person. I think I think term- put any person down. It was oh, edgy, you know, but yeah, you know, but you know what, Miguel, you know, like- it was about dirty humor. Whereas Roseanne that's racist. That was basically Ultim- saying comparing a person Ultimately, to belittle them as the as though they were an animal. Here's the thing. I think so. You know what I mean. So it's like I don't. Hold on. I think ultimately termination of any employment that's a corporation matter, right? And that's yeah. something that we don't have a have a stake at that, right? And that's those are decisions that are made from a corporation, right? Uh, and 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 Disney as a privately held company mm-hmm. has the right to do both to terminate. Roseanne yeah. and to terminate James Gunn based on the fact that we don't like the press that we're going to get. Mm. And that's totally within their right. I'm just saying that it's because I don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I can't come down on any one side on this because it's a very, and, and just no, remember, not, not the other job. part, is, like, the other part of it is that we're in a nebulous world. This is all less than 20. Twitter and the social media universe is less than 20 years old. How is this going to affect? How is society going to adapt to it? We don't know. So, I, I mean, like, I don't have an answer on that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, covering the story, that's kind of like I, I why it wasn't in the, why I didn't like really come up with it because I was kind of like, mm-hmm. are we going to cover this? Not, I don't know. I don't really know what to say that is not going to just end up in the sort of like, I don't know. This is great. Uh, I, I think, you know, hey, um, if you are sweaty, if you are sweaty, <laughs> and you got to like just, you know, uh, take it with a grain. Take things with a grain of salt, and and uh, again, uh, we we began the show talking about Johnny, talking Snap. about John, and we want to be able to 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 just finish it off and and celebrate being a sweaty, being a. It's fan about boy. people who are passionate. It's about yeah. passions, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, entertainment is now this sort of is a very. But you got to be cool beans about it. That's gotta what I'm cool saying. Beans. You got to be, cool, be beans. cool beans about it. You know, because <laughs> if you're not cool beans about it, and you're tweeting. The fact that you're not cool beans about something, then you know, then take your beans Maybe somewhere else. Else. <laughs> Take your beans somewhere else. Plant, plant, plant them, plant them in another garden. Hopefully, one. Plant more- them in- <laughs> That's why I'm the host. <laughs> so, ending this out here, that was our big Comic Con sort of wrap up. Uh, what uh, we what have we got down the line? I don't know. It doesn't Not matter. Not to Aquaman, I, Not I to suppose. Aquaman, you know? No, we, no, no, no. There's a doc again. There's a doctor. Oh, well, show that well, I you, put well, you, uh, what? You you can finally start talking about uh, Lost in Space at some point. Yeah, because I'm literally 20 minutes from finishing off Lost in Space. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like you know, for the past two shows, especially the last show, uh, uh, Miguel was like, you know, you're never gonna watch it. You're never gonna. I know you. You're never gonna watch it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, I I I. It's not finally, like it finally got around to it. Got, yeah, and I I've been entertained by so it. Been enjoying I like it. it. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, so uh, maybe we'll do a Lost in Space. I know episode. that um, um, a mutual friend, uh, Steel Pipe Pete. Pete, um, because he, on our Instagram, uh, I mentioned, uh, I forget what was it I mentioned. He's like, no, no, no. You know what? Forget, forget that. Let's, we got to talk about Lost in Space. Well, (laughs) Peter, well, Peter, (laughs) Pete Madeira, uh, put your, put your mouth, put your money where your your mouth is and come on the show finally, Pete. I know you got kids. I got, I've got a kid. I know you want to talk about Shazam. (laughs) From one right. dad bod to another. Come from on, one buddy. dad bod to another. So from here at Pancake Studios, I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez. As always, uh, the presence and facilities provided by one Jonathan Vergara. Here at That's Pancake me. Studios. 
<laughs> here at Pancake Studios. Uh, my co-pilot, as always, Edward, Edward Ng, and I'm Miguel Andrews. And until, until next, next time, time, ladies and gentlemen, to be continued. To be continued. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.